Peter Burns, ESPN and the SEC Network. I'm Ryan Brown. We thank you for joining us. MyBookie.ag brings you the show. MyBookie.ag, code next round. What is up, Burnsy? How are you, my friend? Uh, I am doing well uh, because I've come to understand the reality that LSU's defense will not get fixed. And so, okay. like, the important part of, of being an adult is understanding these things and growing right. to accept reality rather than trying to change them and work within the confines of it. So, uh Actually, I'm in, I'm in a good mood right now. So you're in a good spot. You've got yourself in yeah. a good spot. You know your expectations. They're just going to score a bazillion points all year. Yeah. And then everything's fine, right? Everything's fine. That's fine. Uh, we're all yeah. fine. Nobody's freaking yeah. out here. Nobody's I'm a people there. person, damn it. Like, we're going to make sure everything is A-OK. Uh, mybookie.ag. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag. Code next round. When you make that initial deposit, get you a sign-on bonus of 110%. That is free money. Use it, win with it the first time. It is yours and yours forever. MyBookie.ag, code next round. MyBookie.ag, code next round. So your comment there goes hand in hand with point number one. Just give him the trophy. If you named an MVP in the SEC today, I don't see how you go. Brock Bowers with some votes anywhere but Jaden Daniels. The kid is yeah. incredible, and he is shouldering the entire load for that team right now. Yeah, I mean, you go back and look at it, and as good as Joe Burrow was in 2019, he'll always go down as the greatest quarterback in LSU football history, maybe SEC history, I mean, even college football, right, because of that one season. But Daniels single-handedly is keeping LSU in those games. And and there's – honestly, there was a small fraction of people earlier this year that said, man, you know, way Garrett Nussmeyer looked – you know, maybe this offense looks a little bit different. You're like, come on, what, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, he continues to be able to do it with his arm, with his legs, and he has to. And it's not just the trophy for SEC, like, offensive player of the year. Now you start having to look at it going, all right, if this LSU team drops another game, okay, do right. they start looking at this and go, all right, you know, now let's let's not get in anybody's way. Let's let's promote him a little bit more for the Heisman. Like I always like when teams promote players for Heisman. Like I have no problem with it. I mean, Oregon did it. Remember with Joey Harrington back in the day? They just did yep. it with Bo Nix um, and what they're doing. I wish they would do it in Athens for Brock Bowers. I think they should do it in Baton Rouge right now um, for for Jaden Daniels. I wish they would do it in in Como for Luther Burton. I mean, like. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like name, image, and likeness. So these guys are already getting money and, and, and a lot of notoriety right now. Like promote the hell out of them. Why not? Yeah, I mean, the, the kid, I really do think with a better defense, he would be right in the hunt right now. I mean, Caleb Williams has played well, but I, I don't, you know, it's so hard to win it back-to-back. -back. All those Pac-12 quarterbacks are going to start mm -hmm. knocking each other out. Cam Ward probably got knocked out this week. It was a great performance by him. Bo Nix and Michael Penix meet this Saturday, so there'll be a head-to-head -head matchup you go with there. Um, I mean, Quinn, yours is out. Quinn, yours is out after the three interceptions. Now, Dylan Gabriel played himself back, back into yeah. it, right. or played himself into yep. it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's wide open. But I, I know I joked around about LSU and coming to grips for their defense, but I truly have. You know, Brownie, I mean, this is a historically bad defense mixed with a historically good offense. And it reminds me of when Lane Kiffin was building Ole Miss football, which is, hey, man, the offense is always going to be ripping. Do we have just enough of a defense? And they did in 2021, right? I mean, that was the year they went right, to the Sugar right. Bowl. They were solid. 
And that's really what LSU is right now. Like, can you make one play with Harold Perkins? Or can you have a pick six like Major Burns did? Just give me enough of a speed bump for LSU's offense, which I'll be honest with you, no one has talked about Mike Dimbrock and the job he's done as the offensive coordinator. But holy hell, he's done a fantastic job putting Jaden and that whole crew in a place to succeed. Yeah, I mean, they cannot miss a possession. I mean, really, if they miss a possession against any competent team, They've got big troubles because I think six of the last seven LSU possessions were touchdown drives by Jaden Daniels, if memory serves. So, yeah. or at least scoring drives. Maybe they weren't all touchdowns, but scoring drives by Jaden Daniels. I mean, Mike Dimbrock is in a situation where you can't have that bad series that results in a punt because your defense is just not getting stopped. So, I mean, it's, it, they, he's under a ton of pressure and he's delivered. But he's also adapted extremely well, too, because I thought the amount that they ran the ball – was part of, hey, not only were they having success, but it really was an, an opportunity, Brownie, to keep their defense off the field. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. It, you know, that's that's the issue. And, I mean, honestly, Dave Aranda even said that in 2019 when the offense was rolling, they're like, I mean, I, I don't ever want to not score points, but sometimes it would be nice if they had, like, four-minute drives yeah. rather than yeah. one-minute drives. Right. So my guys who are already, you know, taxed, the difference is 2019, that defense got healthy and they played a little bit better. I don't see this LSU defense getting any better anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I think I think to your point, it is what it is. Maybe they'll have a game or two. I mean, they I think they only gave up 17 points in the second half against Missouri, which is actually an improvement. Um, that's actually a small improvement, only giving up 17 and a half uh, to Missouri on the road. And it yeah. was enough to win the game. And as you mentioned, the pick six right there at the end to seal it. Very important play for uh, many in our audience, that pick six, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, those those who have visited my bookie, my bookie or Lance's uh, locks, yeah, yes, that's very very critical pick six at the end there. But every every play counts. He is uh, Peter Burns of the SEC Network at ESPN. It is the burnout presented by mybookie.ag. Code next round. That game we were just talking about was available right there at mybookie.ag. They all are play an entire football weekend there at mybookie.ag. Code next round. Mybookie.ag. That code next round. With a sign-on bonus, uh, when you sign up there of 110%, you make your deposit. They match at 110%. That is free money for you to play with right away at mybookie.ag, code next round. He mentioned Lance's lock as well. LT, red hot again in another football weekend, up big he's units. Fire. Oh, he's been on fire. It's been crazy, man. He did have that LSU game, by the way. Uh, that was one of his plays, LSU. I was trying to remember, he had a big unit play as well uh, later in the day that hit. Um, so he has been red hot. Uh, in football, you can jump aboard, get Lance's pick, uh, daily packages, weekly packages, monthly, season long at lanceslock.com. Oh, UCLA. That was his big play. I think he had a five unit play on UCLA. Lanceslock.com, lanceslock.com, uh, right there to get the plays in mybookie.ag code next round. All right, we've done all of this. We've doubted Alabama, we've doubted Georgia. And now all of a sudden, as half the season has kind of shook its way through the sifter, look who's at top of both these divisions. Georgia just dispatched Kentucky the way they always do. Alabama goes to Texas A&M, gets a win over the Aggies the way they almost always do. Yeah. And now here we are looking at it saying, ah, it looks like Alabama-Georgia again, doesn't it? Yeah, and I mean, listen, the cream rises to the top. I mean, I don't think there's a doubt about that. I mean, going into this weekend, we, we talked about it last week, like, man, this could this would be chaotic. Like, you could even see – could you see Kentucky or A&M? Could you see – I mean, yep. like, it was wide open – and the difference was, was Georgia finally showed up. Like, I liken this to, to Georgia finally showing up the way they did. I realize 
they're just the cool kid. They're like the big man on campus that shows up to the frat right. party. Like, I don't know. I'll get there like around midnight, 1 a.m. Just let me know if it's good. Like, that's exactly what happened with Georgia football. And it's finally, they're almost kind of like, all right, all right, sounds good. Kentucky's in town. They think they're good. Okay, just pat them on the head a little bit because they showed them. I mean, that was big boy football. And I, I fully wanted Mike Bobo to walk into halftime at Sanford like, like, like the gladiator. You know, like, yeah. are you not entertained? Are you not? Is this not why you're here? You know, like anytime, like he looks right on the goal line, he's like the thumbs up or thumbs yeah. down to the yeah. crowd on whether or not he should score. Because he's been given a whole lot of hell, Brownie, about how bad this offense looked, allegedly. And we were like, dude, pump the brakes. Like, I don't yeah. think that they're they're bringing Carson Beck along kind of in a smart way. They haven't need to, you know, really kind of showcase anything. And my goodness, if they didn't just absolutely spank the Wildcats this weekend. They did. We'll come back to that game in a moment. I, will, I want to go back to Alabama, Texas a because yep. that was so cool. Like, if you go back about a year, Jalen Milrow has to start in Tuscaloosa against AM because uh, Bryce Young got hurt in that Arkansas game. And Alabama and Bill O'Brien comes out and does everything they can to keep from having to pin on Jalen uh, Milrow. <laughs> they, they try to run it. They call runs for him. They basically throw only when absolutely necessary. A very dumbed-down, vanilla offense that almost gets them beat. They almost lose the yeah. game. Now, Milrow did turn it over a couple of times. Fast forward a year. Here's Alabama in College Station where they have to put the game in Milrow's hand. They go to yeah. Milrow and say, hey, listen, the game is in your hands, son. Go win it for us. And he plays his best game as an Alabama quarterback. I think that's just a really cool story to see in 365 days how much that's changed. Yeah, and you know, and I think it's kind of a hometown game for him as well, too. It was, He's yep. from that area, so he talked yep. a little bit about having that many people in the stands and, and ticket requests and whatnot. And I think it just goes to showcase how patience is needed, right? Not just year to year, but really kind of week to week. And, you know, it was going to be like, Alabama's not going to have a quarterback. Who's it going to be? And then after the yeah. South Florida game, they're like, all right, like we know who the guy is. And the South Florida game ultimately was the best thing that could happen to Alabama, right? Because you you realize Milrose our dude, right? Figure out what he does well, make him comfortable. And damn, if he didn't play the game of his life in front of one of the most hostile environments yep. we've seen in the SEC in the last couple of years. I mean, there were 100,000 Aggie fans that were just salivating. And I mean, the crowd was electric. It was everything that you wanted as far as an SEC home field environment. And Milrow, you got the whole experience. Like I, I've come to realize, like LSU's defense is not good. I understand that. Milrow's going to turn the ball over. I get That's it. Right. But he's also yep. going to make one or two plays you're like, how in the blank did that actually happen, right? Like, whenever AM sacked him, I thought he was dead. I yeah. literally – I was yeah. like, yeah. they're going to bring out yeah. the stretcher. Like, he's yep. done for the season now. Boy, is it going to be Buckner? Is it probably going to be Ty Simpson? And then he's like, okay. And then yep. didn't blink, right? Yep. It was almost like – remember when Joe Burrow got hit in the bowl game against UCF? And it was a nasty, nasty hit yep. in 2018. And all of a sudden, it was like the origin story of the villain that was right. Joe Burrow – I kind of felt like that hit all of a sudden for Jalen Milrow. was like, okay, now let's go. Yeah, that's all um, you got? Course, that's all you got? Yeah. It was – I mean, that 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 game was just nuts. But we'd seen that movie before, right, where teams come out guns blazing against Alabama, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, they're going to be up 10-0, 14-0. But they turn the ball over or they only, kick, they only get a field goal, and then you're like, all right, Alabama just got past that first wave. 
relax, and then now they were it, it was a ball game. If I'm an AM fan, though, I leave that game thinking, what 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 do I have to do? I mean, what do I have to do, man? I mean, I beat Alabama in our place and we didn't do anything with it. And then the last two years, I've gotten the most vulnerable Alabama teams of the Saban era, and I can't beat them. And I mean, when when is this finally? When am I going to get that win? I have to get to get to Atlanta. Well, it ain't going to be this year. And and now sounds, sounds like Oxford. Sounds like what they say yeah, in Oxford no, as well, too. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's got to be, it's got to be. And I know everything gets talked about with Jimbo's contract numbers and his buyout and his record and all those things. But they're all valid conversations because if if the goal is to get to Atlanta, and I got to imagine by now the goal is to get to Atlanta in the college football playoff. For AM, and every year you just keep banging your head against this same wall over and over again. So, as I break down this game, it reminds me a lot of LSU for a decade. And what I mean by that is LSU beat Alabama 9 6. I was in the building and they out Bama Bama that night yep. in Tuscaloosa, right? Yep. Yep. And then for a full decade, they tried to out Bama Bama again and they got it handed to them. And so I keep looking at AM every single time. It felt like in that game they were trying to out Bama Alabama, right? It was they would bunch up these formations, they would try to run it right at them. And I'm like, you've got playmakers on the outside. You have Bobby Petrino, a, an extremely talented offensive coordinator, and yet you're trying to beat Alabama at their strength. Like you're trying to out Bama Bama. And I just didn't understand it. I mean, it's. It's just brutal for Aggie fans, and I really feel for Texas A&M fans right now because at some point, you're sitting there watching your team. It's 17-17. Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies, they got the ball on Alabama's 45-yard line. He yep. takes the time out to think about what they're going to do, and he folds. He turtles. It was crazy. Like, why not swing for the fences? Not not one person, Brownie, would have faulted him for going no. for that at that moment. And yet he took a timeout, looked at his team, looked at the other team, looked at Nick Saban on the other sideline and says, we can't get three feet. We yeah. can't do it. Hundreds of million dollars have been spent. Recruits have been out there. We've got the best offensive coordinator mind that we can hire. We've done it all. We're at home. We've got everything. We're not good enough to do it this year. Yeah, I mean, and if, if not, if not now, when? If not now, when? Right? And you've got an, yeah. you've got the, you've got the guaranteed contract, right? Yeah. It's not like they're going to be so upset about you. They're going to be like, oh, we're going to have to let you go after that bad call. Like, fine, yeah. get rid of me. Show me eighty-five million dollars. Right. Like, right. you would think you'd be more apt to make those calls when you need it. And I think that's just the most disappointing part of all of it. Like, Brian Kelly and LSU went for two last year against Alabama when probably the book said, hey, you're at home, you know, oh, yeah, get the extra point yeah, and go. Yeah. No, when you yeah. have Bama on the ropes, you sweep the damn leg in Texas A&M, let, let them off the hook. And they're on the other side of that, if I'm a Kentucky fan, I'm, I, I don't guess it feels any better because it's Georgia, but if I'm a Kentucky fan, I have to come to terms with the fact that as long as Kirby Smart is the head coach of Georgia, mm. Well, you know, this is it. This was the divisions, right? I mean, I, I'm never going to see Atlanta. If I'm a Kentucky fan, I wonder if I'm ever going to see Atlanta. I mean, now that we're and, getting and does it Does it matter? Doing, and, and that's the question. I, I, don't is, I, don't I, I don't know if it necessarily matters because yeah. I don't know if that was necessarily in their, hey, you know, Atlanta or bust. There are certain teams that are Atlanta or bust, right? Yeah. And I don't know if Kentucky yeah. is an Atlanta or bust team because next year in the 12-team playoff, 
you could be the third or fourth best team in this conference, which sometimes Kentucky is. And if they have a good season, they may not make it to Atlanta for the SEC championship game, but they also may host a college football playoff game in Lexington. So um, again, just where they can go. I mean, that was just sobering, man. Like, because it was just at, at some point you realize they're just better. And yep. it wasn't like a fluky type thing. This was Georgia just showing up and be like, we are going to pound you into submission. And it it was bad. Yeah. And you're going to like it. You're And you're going to like it. You got to. And Georgia yep. started early. I mean, that's been the thing is the criticism on them is their bad mm-hmm. early starts. They're 14 to nothing like that. I mean, that game felt over very, very quickly. Carson Beck, 12 of 12, yeah, right off good. the jump, 389, yep. four touchdowns. And when we talk about the growth of Jalen Milrow, how can you not talk about the growth of Carson Beck? And I yep. think Bobo deserves more credit and Kirby and this entire staff for kind of bringing Carson Beck along rather than trying to get him to be Stetson Bennett or Matt Stafford or Aaron Murray right from the jump. Like, who the hell cares what the outside noise is? Like, you had a schedule in which you did, you could kind of like, you know, crawl before you walk and walk before you run. And now it was a damn sprint for Carson Beck. And I think that I think that drive in that fourth quarter in Jordan Hare, it was it was that grow up moment for Carson Beck. And now sky's the limit because he's done it on the road when they needed. And now he's done it at home like buddy buckle up. Yeah. It is uh, the burnout. He is Peter Burns of the SEC Network and ESPN. I'm Ryan Brown. It's presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round at MyBookie.ag. When you sign up and make that initial deposit, they will match it 110%. That is absolutely free money they're giving you to play right there at MyBookie.ag. You win with it. It is yours forever. It's not one of those deals where you got to win five or six times for it to become yours. You win once, and it is yours and yours forever. MyBookie.ag. Code next round. MyBookie.ag. Code next round. Also, a lot of clothing you see on here provided by Roback, Roback.com, code TNR20 at checkout on those great hoodies that are so soft, those quarter zips. It is quarter zip season out now in the South. Also, those great golf shirts for the course, all at Roback.com, TNR20 at checkout to save 20% on your initial order at Roback.com, TNR20. All right, we mentioned Texas A&M and Jimbo and their fans and their frustration. Well, I didn't get your I didn't get your opinion on it. Like, okay, so the, like the, the Jimbo thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Am I being too harsh? No. on on Jimbo. Is that no? I mean, I, I just think if I'm, and, you know, Dunaway, we we argue about this on the show. Is you know, when I say what fans think, well, fans at Texas A&M think if I'm paying that kind of money. We're getting those kind of recruits. We've got facilities that are rivaled. You know, they might be rivaled by some, but nobody's got better facilities. We've done everything, and we still can't get to Atlanta. And here we are. What is he? Year five, Peter? Is he in year five? Uh, Yeah, I think it might be year six. If I'm not mistaken, year six, and we still are not in Atlanta. As a fan, I'm upset. And Dunaway's argument always is, "Yeah, but only two teams a year can go to Atlanta." I get that. No, but if I'm paying that, I should be one of those two. And the gym always counters, but yeah, but just paying that money doesn't make you do it. I know it doesn't make me do it, but it did for Alabama. They paid that money. They're there. It did for Georgia. They paid that money. They're there. You know, it did for LSU last year. They paid that money to hire Brian Kelly. They go. Why am I not that team? Yeah. And it, and it, again, you're not going to have a whole lot of moments against Nick Saban, but if you're going to pass on those moments, right, the, the, yep. the big leverage moments, 
and kick an extra point when you could go for two, all right, or go for it on Alabama's territory on a fourth and one, if you aren't willing to take those opportunities, you ask, you may not get them, right? Like, I mean, that's just, it's just mind-blowing to me. And now, you know, I know we're going to lead into, what is it, that part right there. Yeah, them at Tennessee. Tennessee week is wild. Like, yeah. This feels like a trap game, too, because I think my bookie and everybody like it has it like at two and a half or three. Yeah. And I'm like, Where how does Tennessee not beat them by 40 after the emotional roller coaster? And now you go on a road against a, a rested um, and more complete Tennessee team coming off the bye week. One of the things. Well, a couple of things on that. So, first of all, one of the things on Tennessee that has not been talked about enough. And I, I do want to hesitate in making this a final discussion. It is still a work in progress. The improvement Tennessee's pass defense has made year to year has been pretty astounding. Mm. Last year, everybody in the world threw on Tennessee. Like, everybody yep. had a career day, and Will Levis threw for 98 It was yards. LSU this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Like, everybody had a career day except for Will Levis against them. This year, they're fourth in the conference in pass defense. They've intercepted four and given up four touchdown passes. You know, four to four, a one-to-one ratio on the interceptions and TDs. That's an incredible improvement they've made now. The other side of that is, I go back and I look, well, who have they played to do that? The one really good passing offense that they played was Spencer Rattler in South Carolina, and the numbers in that game showed me that those overall numbers might be real, that they have really made an improvement there. Yeah, and I and I think, is that the game that Juice Wells got banged up in? And, yep. and it, it might have been the one that he got injured in, so they didn't have their full um, you know, arsenal there. Um yeah, I, I I am really intrigued because this is a situation where AM, you know, and we've seen it before where all of a sudden, you know, hey, Alabama beat you two weeks in a row, meaning that, hey, they beat you in one week and you're so emotionally and physically drained that the next week there's a carryover to it. Um, that's where I'm kind of concerned about what happens with Texas AM because that crowd is going to be rocking over in Tennessee. Like, you know, you don't get an opportunity when AM rarely comes into town. And, you know, the, the season's not over for Tennessee. I mean, I know I, we saw what happened to Florida, and a lot of people just kind of wrote them off. But, I mean, you know, they, they can make a little bit of a, of, a, of somewhat of a run or at least kind of screw up everybody's season um, the rest of the way. Because A&M is a hated team. They've right? Got, like, yeah. there, there are certain brands that people just be like, I want to beat the hell out of them. And A&M has risen to that level with Jimbo Fisher as, as, as their head coach. The one thing we have not seen yet is Tennessee without Brew McCoy. And that, yeah. that's a big storyline. You know, he got injured and then they've had the bye. So, I don't, you know, I don't know what their offense is going to be without Brew McCoy. And that is a, you know, look, the thing that you can't get lost in the loss to Alabama is how good AM's front seven played in that game. I mean, <laughs> Jalen Milrow got hit. He got sacked six or seven times. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he was just, he was pounded all day. Alabama couldn't run the ball to save their life. So I do believe, much like in Jalen Milrow, this is going to be a Joe Milton game. Tennessee's going to have to depend heavily on Joe Milton to win this game through the air. Yeah, well, and and right, because I don't think they're going to have a whole lot of success running the ball. I mean, we look at Alabama and they they didn't, you know, they weren't torching the Aggies front seven by by any means. And I know, you know, having Cooper Mays is going to be back uh, is going to help them um, to a certain extent. But they had been kind of a run first team because they didn't necessarily trust Milton that, that he yeah. can make those plays. So I'll be honest with you. I think this is a bigger game for Josh Heupel coming up on Saturday than it is for, for Jimbo Fisher. Like. We know what Jimbo is, right, or what right. he isn't. 
For Heupel, he's trying to say, all right, like I need to make sure I don't backslide off of the success that we had last year. And a lot of fans would feel like that's a backslide now if you beat a Texas or if you lose to a Texas A&M team coming off a historic um, uh, bad loss uh, against Alabama. Yeah, because any loss moving forward, people are going to continue the narrative about, you know, A&M collecting the buyout money and all that. So, you know, any loss for Jimbo is going to be labeled as potentially a big loss because of that. But in terms of what you're talking about, if I'm Josh Heupel, I've lost that Florida game. Florida is not going to go undefeated from this point on. Florida is going to lose another no. conference game, probably to Georgia in the cocktail party. But if I'm Heupel, I do have that one loss, so I've lost my margin for error, but I do know that I host Georgia. Yeah. So I've, I've got the chance where if I cannot lose another conference game to Texas A&M or Alabama before then, I play Georgia for a game to go to Atlanta. In Neyland. In Neyland. In Neyland. Yeah. And it's late. It's late. It's in November. But if I lose another game, that's out the window. So that's why I agree with you. It is bigger for Heupel because this game is just another step in his path to Atlanta. They have no margin for error. They cannot lose yeah. another SEC game. Or that Georgia game has some meaning, but it doesn't have Atlanta meaning for them. Yeah. I mean, I, it's it's fascinating. And, and again, I keep going back to it. I I'm just upset that we're going to lose the East and West division. I know I, I keep know. harping on that every time I come yeah. in here and I'm just yeah. like, man, it was just, there's always these like little intricacies in the season within the season. Right. That I think yeah. it's just kind of brutal that we don't get necessarily kind of going forward. But Hey, I will say this. I watched Texas and Oklahoma a lot um, this weekend and I'm like, buddy, two years ago when it got announced that they were coming in, I'm like, those are, that's the seventh and eighth best team in the SEC when they get here. That ain't the case right now, buddy. Not not at all. They're playing some ball. No, so let's talk about that rivalry as we wrap up here on the burnout. He is Peter Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network. Uh, The burnout presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round when you sign on at MyBookie.ag. Get that sign-on bonus of 110%. So you make your deposit. They match it with 110% sign-on bonus. You are ready to rock right there with that free money at MyBookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. MyBookie.ag code next round. I always point out the uh, first time you win with that money, it's yours. You win once, it's yours. It's not one of those you got to win five or six times to have it. You win once and it's yours. MyBookie.ag code next round. Also, Lance'sLock.com. LT been on fire in football. He will continue that throughout the season. Lance'sLock.com. Single day packages, uh, week long, month long, season long, Major League Baseball in the postseason, the NFL, college football, all right there at Lance'sLock.com. Great packages and you can take those games over to mybookie.ag and it pays for itself mybookie.ag code next round um where do you think this rivalry ranks when it comes into the conference right there with the yeah. iron bowl and the cocktail party and the egg bowl and the deep south oldest rivalry the red river shootout when it comes in where where does this thing rank you think so i, I like the first thing that I, I Iron Bowl is just something special. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's just something to it. I feel like the Iron Bowl, you know, as much as I like LSU and Alabama and, and even LSU and Florida, they don't live up nearly to that height of the Iron Bowl. I go Iron Bowl one. Okay. I actually go Egg Bowl two. And the reason why I go Egg Bowl is because it, it just, you, I like rivalry games where you throw out the record and you have no idea what's going to happen, right? right. Like for, for the cocktail party, the better team has, pretty much always won. Yeah, Like there's not, you know, like it's almost an imposing of a will and we don't have a lot of close games in in that Florida, Georgia game. So I get it. You know, half the crowd is, is Florida, half the crowd is Georgia, but it's, it doesn't have that same, holy shit. What's about to happen type thing. Right. 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 So 
So you got the I, I go one being Iron Bowl, number yep. two being Egg Bowl, number three I'm gonna put in the Red River Rivalry, and yep. because I was up in Austin the previous week, I hosted Texas Game Day, and I said, man, you know, I mean, Texas is better, I think, at quarterback. They're better in all these positions. Like Texas should win that game, and I think they win it handily. I had every single former Longhorn player look at me like I was crazy, like. Don't you tempt that fake rookie, Bobby. Don't put you, don't put that devil on me because they know. They know that it's one of those games where like weird stuff happens and yeah. weird stuff happens. Like Quinn yours doesn't get rid of the ball, like turn it over three times. So I love chaos. Um, and and I think it's right there, man. And Dylan Gabriel, Brent Venables, the job that he did, they lost 49 nothing last year. They were what? Uh, six and seven or seven and yeah, six. No, or terrible like season. Yeah, yeah, it's a heck of a rebound. And and they're right now, right in the middle of the college football playoff picture with their remaining yeah. schedule. Dylan Gabriel back in, you know, he's in the Heisman hunt. I, I, I think you and I don't want to speak for you because I kind of agree with you though. I think you put egg bowl where you do because a place on the on the on the calendar that as long as they keep that Thanksgiving night, if they ever move to rivalry Saturday, it's gonna lose some luster. That Thanksgiving mm -hmm. night allows the rest of the conference to watch it and embrace the hate, right? I, I think that yeah. that is one reason that rivalry is where it is. Um, and, and in that, and, 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 well, go ahead, go ahead on that. No, I just I, I I enjoy any kind of rivalry in which you want to check the local newspaper the next morning <laughs> and the police blotter for what That's happened because right. yeah. you know yeah. every there's going to be like. Families that get together for Iron Bowl, okay. families yep. that get together for Egg Bowl. Somebody says something. Grandma's pissed off. Uncle it had too much to drink. Your yep. aunt, God bless her, who what uh, bless her little heart. I don't know what's happening. And somebody gets shanked with like a kitchen knife. Like that's yeah, yeah. that's All the type things, yeah. of rivalries yeah. that I that I enjoy. Yeah, and the Red River because of its place on the calendar, mm -hmm. as early as it has played. It's gonna. It makes me think back when uh, Tennessee and Florida used to be clearly the best teams of the East, and yeah. they would play like week three every year, Bernsey, and Florida owned it at that point. But every year, that was a national championship elimination game. That's back when only two teams went. Two teams, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a national championship elimination game, but I will say it is going to have national championship implications. And annually, there may be some SEC games before that have that, but yeah. annually. More often than not, that's going to be the first SEC game we have that's really got those big national championship implications. And I may or may not have just gotten a text. I can't show it to you. That's, uh, they were getting ready to be working on the SEC schedule coming up uh, and releasing that uh, in, in in a while. So I don't I, literally it's not breaking news. It literally just says like, hey, just be getting ready because we're going to be announcing some stuff uh, here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Because remember, we always we, we, we've told you who the opponents are. Right. In 2024. But it's not until later in the season that we say, all right, here is what the actual schedule will look like. I will say this talking about schedule real quick. You know, me and me and Chris Doring, believe it or not, have an LSU Florida bet that has worked really well for LSU. I'm highly upset this year because of the timing of that game. That game for LSU, while it's in Baton Rouge, comes a week after the Alabama game. Ooh. Like that's the Ooh. worst. Like that yeah. should shift the line like four or five points yeah. for me. Yeah. Like I hate that. Like I, I'm already I'm already thinking about what bet we have in my mind going, what will I look like less of an ass in whenever Florida beats LSU because they'll be coming off of either the high of beating Alabama right. in Tuscaloosa or the low of the season is over and Bama still Bama. Yeah, historically, both those teams after that game, regardless of the outcome, have been 
maybe not flat, but beat up. It's just been hard for both those teams. Alabama annually was playing Mississippi State the next week, and they won all those games. But there will be a lot of times where early on you're like, eh, it's kind of a kind of a yeah. no performance. I, I will say this, though. I am excited, not only Texas at Oklahoma, but when we released the schedule and the fact that, you know, I'm I'm so ready to get by the CBS midday oh, big game of the yeah, year. Like too. I just I, I can't stand it. Like I, uh, the big game of the night should have this like it should build up yep. to a crescendo. And it worked well. Like it got the SEC on the footprint. It was a great relationship. And those guys are fantastic over there. So I'm not bemoaning yeah. CBS, right? Like it, it. I've loved the time with it. But now it's time to have the best game in prime time where it is a, hey, I can't wait. I've yep. had two or three appetizers and I got ready for college football at its finest, which is, you know, SEC stadiums at, at, at night. Did you see the, real quick, did you see the um, the drone show that they had at Oxford this yeah, week? Yeah, at Oxford. You know what I told? I You may not have experienced this growing up in Louisiana, um, but back in the day, and they may still do it, Stone Mountain has a laser show on the side of the mountain. I, I've seen or I've heard yeah, of okay. it, yes. This is the modern-day Stone Mountain laser show. Like, as a kid, I was like, how do they get lasers to do that? Well, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, how, how do they get drones to do that? Well, I know it's all computers, but it is it is pretty cool they're able to do that. Yeah, I mean, these these home environments right now um, are wild. have just been fantastic, yep. and it's wild. It's must-see television, and, and that's a product of, you know, of these ADs and – you know, again, I'll never complain. I know these ADs and presidents are complaining about, well, it's name, image, and likeness, and what are we going to do? I'm like, bro, you're spending a lot of money on drone shows. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. we're okay. We're going to I think, we're, we're, I think we're doing fine. Yeah. We'll fine. All right, it is the Burnout presented by Peter Burns each week by mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag. Code next round to sign on and get that sign-on bonus. Your initial deposit matched with 110% bonus. From mybookie.ag, that is free money for you to use. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag, code next round. Also, lanceslock.com to get those plays to use there at mybookie.ag. Uh, he's been on a heater in football, Major League Baseball in the postseason, NFL college, all right there. Daily, weekly, monthly, season-long packages for a very affordable price at lanceslock.com. And don't forget, roback.com for all those great soft hoodies, the quarter zips, golf shirts, all with a savings of 20% on your first order with TNR20. TNR20 saves you 20% on that first order at Roback.com. All right, Bernsey, have yourself a great week. Always fun. We'll see you. Later, bud.